Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit So yet another sparking edition of the Thought Police because um, we are getting well stuck into the new year now. It doesn't feel like uh, 2019 was even there. I feel as if yeah. we're in this whole new kind of you know era. Brave new where, world. Brave new world where the sun is shining. Yeah. Uh, the weather's even better, isn't it? 2020 does sound quite so, like a good year. It does. It? It's know, a great. It's a, modern, it sounds terrific. Yeah. And we're calling it the twenties, aren't we? They're calling it the Roaring Twenties. Fantastic! Fact, the, uh, I haven't um, heard that. It's a little yeah, bit, it's a little bit earlier than it's a little bit early to call it the Roaring Twenties. Because but, I mean, the noughties sounded a bit rubbish. Noughties were rubbish. And yeah. What were the other ones though? I don't think we had a name the for the last decade, did we? We've we gone through a whole decade. We've gone a whole decade without actually. Yeah. What will history say? I what think will they call it. I don't know. I don't know. Britain went mad. Well, it could do that. Yeah. Although you've become a lot more uh, sort of, I would say, relaxed since um, the new year. Resigned, relaxed. Well, no, but you look happy though. You don't look unhappy. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to whatever comes next. No yeah. point being down in the dumps. Like no. Will you be going to the uh, the Bing Big Ben Bong Bong? No bong thing. Party thing. He's going to have a countdown clock, isn't he? On down. Yeah, they're going to have a stage basically, and they're going to yeah. play the probably the sounds of Big Ben. Right. It is ridiculous. I mean, the fact that Big Ben cannot bong uh, on well, the night. Half a million quid. It's then. not half a million quid. That's bollocks. Is this something else you know for sure? Yeah, any, of course. Without any. Yes. Any. Well, because expertise. it doesn't. If it costs half a million every time Big Ben bonged, right? Yeah. How often do you think it does it during the course of a normal day? No, it's not. It's but it, 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 it right? they restore the clapper. No, they don't. They don't take the clapper down no. every day. No, they, but then why did they take the clapper down? To knowing restore it. no, knowing that it was going to be used on the th- January 31st. Oh, yeah, because everyone knew that. Well, they did. Everyone, they had, it was there. they took it down no, 18 months ago. No, they didn't. It was there on New Year's Eve. It was rang it? on New Year's Eve. Did it? Yeah. No, it did two, it? Yes, there are two times it's allowed to ring, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I don't even understand why it's taken them about 28 years to fix Big Ben. I mean, I don't even remember what it looks like. I don't know about <laughs> you, but when we used to go down to the old uh, Tent of Shame down in uh, College yeah. Green, and you come out and you just see these hordes of yeah. tourists looking up with absolute yeah. and utter disappointment and you know, dismay, you know, and they couldn't see it. You know Big Ben is just the bell. Yes, I do know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and it's called St. Stephen's Tower. 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 Right. But the point is, everybody calls it Big Ben. It's yes, called Big Ben. I bought my son a Big Ben clock, yeah. right, which works better than Big Ben does, because it yeah. actually works. It actually does something. But no, they, 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 they ring it out on um, uh, Armistice Day, right, yeah. uh, or Remembrance Sunday, one of the two, Yeah. and on New Year's Eve, they've got permission to do that. So they actually right. went to all the trouble right. of putting a, a floor in Putting the clangor in, right? New Year's Eve. Oh, I see. And then they took it out again. This now, if that's not some kind of Remainer conspiracy... Do you think the foreman on the job yeah, is a Remainer? of course. Yeah. And the Parliament committee that, that says whether or not you can do it. Yeah. Because first of all, they said... Um, 
no, you can't do it, there's no clanger there. And then everyone said, well, hang on a minute, why can't you just put the clanger back in? Oh, it costs yeah. too much money. And then they said, well, how much is it going to cost? Half a million quid. Yeah. And then they went, okay, well, we can raise that. And then Lord Ashcroft said, all right, well, we can find a half a million quid. And then they said, oh, well, even if you find half a million quid, we can't, you can't do it because you can't use the money for that. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sorry. It's just it one thing yeah. after another. It right? has got one of those sort of figures plucked from thin right. air rings about. Yeah, and it'd be like, you know. million pounds. Yeah, you go, um, so where is the claim? Uh, we don't know. We don't yeah. know where it is. No. We don't know where it is. Oh, okay, well, can we get another claim? No, definitely not. It's just like, you know, the dog ate my homework. Well, who gives a shit? I don't it? give a shit, but it's now become a thing. Evidently. Because. You're not going giving a shit. Well, manifest. I don't care whether Big Ben bongs, right? Because what yeah. I suggested they do is just get an inflatable Big Ben, right? And just yeah. blow it up. Have yes. it standing there, life size, that, right? Same size as Big Ben, yeah. but, it's a, but it's basically like a bouncy castle. That sounds like right? a brilliant analogy for Brexit, though. Yeah, it would like be good, wouldn't it? Inflatable. And then you, you could get a Romanian come along and yeah. stick a pin in it or something. And all and the hot air air yeah, exactly it. right. Yeah. But then you can have the sound of Big Ben, which is, after all, what it is. It's yeah. not really something to look at. You can't yeah. see it chiming. Projected over the country. Yeah, it's just, just, just play it. Air raid sirens. Well, I had that, that ridiculous vicar, didn't I? The bishop of whatever it was. Dibley. I think we talked about him last time. I wish he was the vicar of Dibley. He was about a stupid. He was this Remainer vicar who said that... He's a bishop, actually. Bishop of Buckingham. Yeah. Who said he didn't want to uh, have the church bells ringing because it might upset a few people. And yeah. I'm delighted to say that now... I'm, I'm now going to be one of the leaders of the new anti-woke movement. Yeah. So I'm actually going to completely uh, make sure I could upset as many people as possible yeah. in the shortest period of time possible. <laughs> Mate, I think you're doing a good job. Which I think I'm succeeding <laughs> at, right? You've nailed but that. there's more and more people joining. Lawrence Fox, right? Yes. He was on Question Time last yes. Thursday. I don't know if you saw it. I did see but it. But I put out a tweet that night saying, God bless Lawrence Fox. Right. What a refreshing attitude to life, right? Yeah. Because it was. I agree. And with even it. if you didn't agree with what he said, mm. it's just the fact that he went on Question Time where hardly anybody interesting ever goes yeah. and said something interesting. I mean, look, the thing is, you can say, I think it's racism that Megan's been hounded out. Yeah, but it if wouldn't be wants, true. I don't believe it's true for a minute. But you can say it if you're prepared to back it up with some sort of evidence. Yeah. But you, what you can't say is just... Let's call it what it is. It's mm. racism. Yeah. Now shut the f up. You you're right. you're and just, you're not you allowed to, and you can't possibly say and anything. And if you disagree, like that. you're a racist. You're a racist, and also worse than yeah. that, the country's racist. Yeah. You know that woman we've talked about before, Afua, whatever her name is, is it Afua um, um, Kirsch? Kirsch, that's right. Yeah, who was raised in Norway or something, yeah. and is um, uh, is one of the leading voices of this kind of middle class blackness that we keep being told is uh, you know underpinned by a terrible prejudice. And all these people have been to private school. They've all had posh lives. They've all got very nice houses, probably somewhere in metropolitan London. Yeah. And they are not being discriminated against. And they've mm. made very good money, thanks very much indeed, mm. out of the media, which is clearly not racist. Now, you can say that there is an underrepresentation uh, of ethnic minorities uh, and, and black people in the media it's in general, definitely. generally speaking, yeah. but it's not because of racism. It's not inst I would, so what I'd say is... There's I also hardly it. any white... Working class kids working in the media no, either. That is true. And that's a big problem. I'd, I'd say I don't think the media is institutionally no. racist. I think there have been a plenty of racists in the media and some of them in very prominent positions. Do I do, yeah. What, I do think, you think you've worked with people who are racist? Uh, yes. No, really? No question. Really? No question. I'm surprised I, by that. Well, I've worked with somebody. Obviously, I won't say that person's right. name because it's probably defamatory. Okay. But you and I both worked with this person, okay. and I think when we discussed this person after the podcast, mm. 
you will agree, ah, yes, he, he was a racist. Well, do you know, I think I know who you mean, and I'm not sure I would agree with well, that. Well, I because... remember... Well, OK, it's what form does racism take? Yeah. And I remember various conversations which went along the lines of, we can't stick him on the front page, he's right. black. Right. Right, and that was based on, you know, they didn't think black faces sold on the front of newspaper covers. Now, you could argue that that was a sort of commercial reality, yeah. and it probably was. Right, but nevertheless, it's a commercial reality grounded in racism. Well, I don't know, you see, that's where it starts to get difficult, because I'm not sure necessarily that you can, in fact, um, define what racism is, because I think the trouble is that to lots of different people, they think it's a very obvious answer. It clearly isn't. I mean, the number of pieces I've read, the number of kind of comments that I've seen on social media, including one from India Knight who said, basically, you can't know what racism is if you're not, if you're white, mm. which I think is a ridiculous premise yeah, me and means yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, and a very unhelpful thing to say. Yeah, as it's well. not helpful at all. Also, I think that, um, you know, it's a catch-all phrase that people use because they think they know what it is. I'm mm. not sure, you know, if people are disadvantaged because of the colour of their skin, is that racism? Is it, can you be racist against another white person? Probably yes. I mean, I could be racist, mm. could I not, against an Eastern European yeah. person? Yeah. And that's racism, but it's not called that. Well, you I know guess, what I mean? So I it's, mean, a kind of, it, it's a complicated thing. Isn't it making any sort of decision just based on somebody's skin colour or, the, or where they're from. I mean, any sort of decision. So when that, woman, know, really. well, when that woman shot back to that to Lawrence Fox saying, you can't know because you're a privileged white male. Right. And he went, oh, well, here we go again. Right. I think half the nation groaned. Yes, quite I Quite rightly, so. because yeah. like you just said, India Knight and that woman and all of that saying, by the way, if you're white, you yeah. don't have a voice in this right. debate. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, we do. Yeah. It's our country. Yeah. As much as it's anybody's country. Yeah. And... If, if we don't have a voice in that, how do you think anything is ever going to evolve right. and get better? Yeah. If you won't engage in the debate or yeah. say whatever you've got to say right. is meaningless. And you can also say, which has been incredibly unhelpful, I and mean, the other big story of the last week has been this Manchester police, you know, Pakistani grooming uh, problem. Yeah. And, you know, there's no question that they were racist, yeah. but they thought they were doing something good. Yeah. I don't know why they thought they were doing something yeah. good, but they made a decision based on the fact that there would be trouble somehow yeah. if they started arresting all these men who are of Pakistani yeah. origin, uh, who've all got brown skin, yeah. who are raping young women. Which is, which is the same thing that happened in Rotherham, of course. Yeah. Now, so here's the danger, is when someone like Tommy Robinson takes that and says, ah, look, you know, it's not racist, this is a fact. Yeah, they're yeah. all from, you know, India, Bangladesh, mm. Pakistan, and look at them, they're pedophiles, right. all of them. And unfortunately, the actions of Manchester Police play into that. They do, absolutely. You yeah. know, so they've had the reverse effect yeah. of, of, of all of those things. And, yeah. and what we now know, because we, it is actually getting out into the open, is that not all pedophile grooming bangs are actually of gangs, course they're not. actually from Pakistan. Of course not. They're not all of Pakistani origin. There's an awful lot of them, yeah. and it's a big problem, but at least they're now getting caught and locked up. Yeah. You know, but there are people out there still who are saying it's still going on, and the police are still reluctant to do anything about it. Yeah. Now, that's the kind of racism that I worry about, yeah. not about the kind of racism that Meghan Markle may be claiming that she suffers from. Well, I just can't... I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, we are on... Different places in the spectrum, of yeah. that. but the, we completely as one. I think about yeah. it is not about racism. No. It's a re and, no. and people and it never say was. it's about racism or making themselves look and sound stupid. Yeah. Right. You know, it's it, it, the idea. How come everybody the, watched the wedding? 
you know, if it was about racism. Yeah, but it's all, I mean, do these people think that there's some sort of committee of, of, of right-wing national newspapers who meet and say, hang on, wait, have you noticed? We can't have this. We've got a black person yeah. in the Yeah, we can't be having this. How are we going mm. to stop that? Mm. I mean, go back and look at all the front pages, absolutely celebrating it. Yeah. When, when they got married. What Was that just like a ruse? Well, also look at all <laughs> the stuff that Diana got written about her yeah. when she was around, you know. Yeah. And you might say that her treatment was even worse at one time. Than, yeah. it, than, than it oh, was. no doubt. I mean, when she managed to get out of the marriage, that was when it started to turn yeah. around for her. But while she was still married to Charles and things yeah. were being briefed by Buckingham Palace about her yeah. and about how she was basically a nutter, yeah. you know, and she yeah. was bulimic and all yeah, of that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, made her look a complete maniac, yeah. you know, yeah. and maybe she even was. But the point is, is that she had a lot worse yeah. stuff written about her than Megan's ever had. I mean, I think, so I think worst case, Megan has played a little bit on that, on Harry's kind of fear that, you know, that this is what's going to happen to him, yeah. happen to his mum. And, you know, Megan, you've got to remember, Megan is not an A-list Hollywood celebrity. No. She is a, she never a, will a be. moderate TV star in the States. Mm. And she, you know, career-wise, it's been very nice if you want to be like, you know, the princess. Yeah. But I think she wants more than that. You know? Well, this is what I've been she saying. She wants to be she, the A-list for Grace her, Kelly. You know? It's not good enough um, to make couple of million a year from mm. her husband's uh, efforts, or it's not good enough for her to have yeah. the money that she's got. She wants to have the house on Lake Como, like George Clooney's yeah, got. Exactly. She see, strikes me as somebody who's quite jealous yeah. of other people's stuff. Yeah. She wants to have the private jet, like Oprah Winfrey. You know, she wants to have the big house in Beverly Hills, yeah. like Warren Beatty. You know, she thinks she needs to have all that. Yeah. I mean, if I had 30 million quid, which is effectively what they've got, mm. I wouldn't be worried about, you know... How much are you going to spend yeah. it? You know, I need ten million a year to keep my lifestyle yeah, where it is. Thirty million, mate, is not enough to have the house on Como. No, it's not. And the yacht and the no. plane. It's no, no, it's not. Enough. No, it's not. You need sort you need of Beyonce. A year. You need yeah. Beyonce's type money, don't you? Yeah, Jay Z. Yeah, but I think it's going to be very hard now for the two of them because I'm talking to people today about the whole situation. I must admit, I sort of jumped for joy, similar to when uh, the exit poll came in on the night of the election. Uh, which was on December the 12th, of course. Yeah. 10 o'clock when it said, we are projecting an 86-seat majority for the Tory party. I was literally like, you beauty! Right? I was the same on Saturday night. I was, I was just like that. I was, uh, I'm sure really. you were. I was sitting around. Um, I can't remember what we were doing. I think we were watching some inane rubbish on TV um, or something. And uh, suddenly my phone went, and it was a news alert about 7 o'clock, you know, uh, the, the Queen is basically stripping um, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex of their HRH and they're paying yeah, back yeah. 2.4 million. Except she's not, though, is she? Yeah. Said they've agreed not to use the HRH thing, but they haven't lost well, the title. They've, ta- they've taken off them. You but it think- can come back, though, can't it, in a year's well, time? Well, maybe if he leaves her, possibly. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think this is going to get any better in a year's time. It's going to get worse. You know, in a yeah. year, what they'll do is they'll strip um, them of the security budget, budget as well. Yeah. That's what I think they'll do. But I also yeah. think, as a result of this... I don't see how they can use the Sussex royal name no. now because they're not royal anymore. But he's still the Duke of Sussex. Yeah, but even that is in question. I think they might even take that off them in a year. Really? I think they've come to an arrangement and they basically said, look, boy, you know, don't operate like an idiot. Yeah. You know, you're going to find yourself in a very bad place if you yeah. push this too far. And he clearly has been humiliated. I mean, he more or less said it last night himself at that dinner. Yeah. I would have liked to have kept more of a role in the royal family but that wasn't available. Yeah. He's basically been told what to do and been told to, you know, take your job and shove it. I want to know what happens to the tax arrangements now. You well, because they don't pay any tax. This is the thing that I think now we all know because I'm I'm like you. I mean, I discover that the Duchy of Cornwall doesn't pay any corporation tax. No. I was sort of Rob Johnson today about it. 
He said, well, you know, Prince Charles volunteer, voluntarily pays some tax on some of the profits. And I said, that's nice of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to voluntarily pay some of my tax to the HMRC when they come looking for me. <laughs> when they go, why haven't you paid your corporation tax? Well, you know, I thought I'd volunteer <laughs> about sort of 5%, if that's all right, rather than the 20-odd yeah. percent. And some you, organic uh, biscuits. Yeah, would you like some shortbread, you know, <laughs> that somebody's given me for free? You know, but I'm selling because I've basically inherited them. And those lavender, tr- yeah. draw, draw right. smelly things. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. Don't talk about Kivina like that. It's not nice. <laughs> but the thing is, right, um, all, of it's, all of it's come from the yeah. public purse. It's all very yeah. well to say, oh, it's this historic kind of, you know, yeah. um, thing that was gifted to Edward II or some yeah. bullshit, you know. They have no right to not pay tax, as far as I'm concerned. Basically, well, I think they should strip it off them. Right? Yeah. And give them, you know, say, okay, well, the royalty costs this much to run. Yeah. There you go. Do what you, yeah. you know, we'll run it for you. We'll pay you a wage. Yeah. But the fact that you have inherited something 800 years old, yeah. that is, is makes you the richest man in the country. Yeah. It's the like all these second... people that live in these stately homes. You know, yeah. Lord and Lady Muck. I mean, we yeah. went and rented a place off some of these people last year. Yeah. And they were very pleasant. I mean, they were terribly posh. You know, yeah. came around Lord yeah, and Lady somewhere or other. This was just their small house. It was <laughs> the big house they had somewhere else. It was like something like Downton yeah. Abbey, right? Yeah. And they basically, had people paid to go in there and they had to go there every day and make tea for the peasants. Yeah, you know, because they couldn't afford to Because they couldn't afford to rent. But let's face it, the only reason they've got this pile yeah. and the other small castle that we were staying in was because basically, you know, two or three generations ago, or maybe five or six generations ago, you know, the, the father of the family provided a hooker to the king or something, <laughs> oh, you know. Or went and stole Ireland. Or, you know, or killed somebody, you know. And he goes, to have a very big fucking house in the middle of the countryside. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, I think those yeah. days are gone, aren't they? They certainly are. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, I said this at the time, that this will become a constitutional crisis because yeah. it makes people think. And people, once they have a look at what's yeah. going on, they can wait a minute. Well, I think when, when Her Majesty goes, and, you know, I'm certainly not looking forward to that day, but it's going to happen one day and one day soon. I think when she goes... People will start thinking a lot about, you know, Charles and Camilla, and then William. I don't and Kate. fancy old Kate. Kate. I mean, Kate is when it becomes interesting because, yeah. you know, is you know why should the nation doff their caps to Kate Bloody Middleton? Yeah, Do right. me a favour. Daughter of an air member of I British mean, Airways Aircrew. I mean, good for her, but you know, I mean, I've got nothing against BA Aircrew. No cousin one, but you know, and I think they're wonderful <laughs> people. But well, I, I, I she don't be the queen. I don't genuflect when she walks into the no. room. No, yeah. or bow your head or anything no. like that and say, thank you, thank you, Mark, thank you, for all you've done. Yeah. This is the thing. I don't fancy Charles being king at all. No. Because I don't think he's fit for it. I think he's another guy that's had this ridiculous life of privilege. He's never yeah. had to do anything in his life. Yeah. And it's only because of how mad some of the other people are that he looks normal. Yeah. But he's not. <laughs> Absolutely not normal. Let's not forget, you know, Peter Hitchens had a great idea. Yeah. He had a piece in, around at the weekend, not on the Mail on Sunday column, but somewhere else, um, talking about how about you keep the monarchy but just get rid of all the people. Yeah. So you still technically have a monarchy, right? Yeah. But you, you go to everyone who's still in the royal family, you basically pension them off. Yeah. And you pay them not to do anything. Great. And so you're now, you know, basically retired. Yeah. But you have some kind of um, almost, the way you describe him is almost like a commissar 
um, who wears a sort of funny uniform yeah. and gives out OBEs and things. Yeah. And basically does all the kind of, I'd you know, yeah, does all the kind of ceremonial duties yeah. that, that the monarch is supposed to do. Yeah. But is not really the monarch. But so you still have a monarchy. <laughs> I mean, even sounds a bit convoluted. Really. Well, it's Peter Hitchens after Why all. Why don't we just have a revolution? But see, his... pull them off. <laughs> well, because we don't want Tony Blair in charge. Christ, that's... who suggested Tony Blair? Well, can you imagine if that, if the whole kind of you know Diana fiasco had turned yeah. into the massive Republican movement that he and Campbell were trying to make it? Yeah. Right. Even while putting their arm around yeah. the Queen, going, "She was the people's princess." Campbell you know? came up with that line, didn't he? Yeah, of course yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Blair's, was it? And he came up with, uh, "Grief is the price we pay for love," which was a great line. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, my favourite of Tony Blair's though was on the day of the Good Friday Agreement when he yes, came out and said this is not the day for cliches uh, but I feel the hand of history on my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> I like, oh, for God's sake mate you know. Absolute yeah. and he would have become the president of the UK yeah. because that's what he wants yeah. and he still would like that and that's the trouble because you'd end what up... do you think we should have then? I mean, there's talk about the Lords, isn't there? You know, well, I think the House of Lords has definitely had it run its course, a bit like yeah. the BBC. It needs reform and it there's needs loads desperate. Of them. There's how many? There's 850, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, which is ballooned out of all proportion. It yeah. used to only be about 400 right. a few years back. But Blair and his cronies, of course, decided to do away with hereditary peers. For some bizarre reason, there's still 99 of them, right. I think. What, they're just hanging on? Just hanging on, which yeah. they're meant to sort of be passing on, but they haven't somehow. Right. It's been one of those, it's a bit like um, the FM signal, you know. The government said, well, we know more FM radio. Yeah. And you're going, well, hang on, we've still got it. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to have gone like not four really. years ago. Yeah, not really, though. Well, It's no. all DAB. Yeah, everyone's listening on DAB. Well, no, they're not. They're yeah. all listening on FM, yeah. which is why they won't, sh- they won't shut it, because the BBC have got too many stations on FM, right? Do the Lords make any... I mean, is there anything positive to be said about it? Well, I think it's a good thing to have a second chamber. Yes. I think that's a viable sort of scenario. Mm. But I think it's it's not doing its work properly. I think there's nothing wrong with having a sort of checks and balances system. But interestingly, yes. I was talking to Lord Charlie Faulkner about this. He said the main reason that we can't get an elected second chamber is because of the House of Commons. Right. Because the House of Commons will never vote it through. Because it because, has power. Because they're worried that the yeah. House of Commons will no longer be sovereign, as yeah. it were, right? Yeah. Because at the moment, all they all the laws can do is delay stuff. Yeah. They can't actually reject it, you know? But they, but in the States, they have the two houses, but all elected, yeah. and they have very different roles. But quite often, it becomes a stalemate, though. Yeah. Particularly if you've got, I say, a Republican president of yeah. the Democratic House... Yeah. Nothing ever gets through. I mean, it happened to Obama. Yeah. It happened to Clinton. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't happened to Trump yet. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's difficult. I, th- I mean, I would prefer it if they were elected. Yeah. I don't like the idea that you can go, oh, John Burko's a good guy, let's give it to him. But this, Joe Swinson, off you go, Zach Goldsmith to keep it but balanced. But this is the great conundrum for me about British people, right, and I, I include myself, is that, you know, we will stand up there and, and shout for freedom and, you know, we are our own people and democracy and all of this, you know, we are sovereign. Yeah. And yet we, we are the world. We, we quite happily succumb to you know having this second chamber, eight hundred people mm. who don't have to win an election. No, do if they want to have a big influence on on the way that the government takes place. Andrew yeah. Adonis is a great example. Yeah. I'd say a positive. one. I would say positive. Some pe- most people. I would say, say not positive. Negative. Yeah. Well, but he's he, never won an election, has he? No, but he but he has he's worked really hard on. Issues like transport and education and... Has he? Yes, he has. How so? He invented HS2 and then he walked away from it. Well, but it... Well, no. Well, I mean, he he was removed, wasn't he, through government? 
Well, when, when no, they, I think he left the job before he, the government was ruined. I think so, yeah. Did he? Well, anyway, I mean, look, the thing is, he puts a lot in for public service on that regard, right? Mm. And, and, well, he gets quite well remunerated well, for hardly. it. Hardly. What, in the, in the Lords? They yeah, don't, they don't 300 get quid a day they get. Yeah, but he doesn't turn up every day. Well, I don't know what he does every day. I mean, he seems even to be on talk radio about once every three weeks, <laughs> yeah. you know. But anyway, the point is... You know, we, we are quite happy to doff our caps, is the truth. You know, we do believe I'm in... Not. I think... No, I know you're not, and I'm not. Right. But there are a lot of people who do, whether they say so or not, do believe in there are betters. Well, I think there's a dwindling number of them, though, and I think yeah. that's all part of the time. So, I, you know, so. I think that's yeah. all part of Brexit. It's all part of the last election. Yeah. That the ordinary people of this country have worked out, actually, yeah. that those people representing them are not very good at their jobs. Do you know what? I, if, if one thing came out of this... What you know? What, however, we go on with Europe and all of that. If we got some politicians, or rather, people yeah. in politics, who had much broader life experience and were successful in other places, it doesn't always work because a lot of businessmen go into politics yeah. thinking it's going to be easy, and they very rarely turn it round. But well, of course, you know, speak people, common sense. Yeah, you know? I mean, we've heard that a lot as well. But funnily enough, it was in the olden days; it was more likely that your uh, MP would have some some experience outside because yeah. an awful lot of the he time... Owned, he owned a cotton mill that yeah. you, you well, worked at. Well, or, or he, he might have come through the trade union movement yeah, and he yeah, started yeah. off life as a, as, a, as right. a shop steward or something yeah. like that. But also, they had that very male kind of clubby atmosphere where yeah. you didn't start work till 2.30 in the afternoon and in the morning you could do your job in the city as a stockbroker, yeah. you get fried, you know, yeah. all of that. I remember so, reading a story about there was a Labour MP, I can't remember who it was now, but came down from the north, it'd be in the 50s, and he stayed at the YMCA, Yeah, you know, in a dormitory yeah. in the YMCA when he was in London, yeah. because he had no money. Well, I've often um, advocated, actually, that they do away, and I mean, it's better now than it was, but all of these houses yeah. that they bought in London, these guys who said, oh, I have to have somewhere to live, mm. and they got the mortgage basically paid, yeah. By the by, the state, and have now got a new, uh, you know, another property. They'd be cheaper to... buying a hotel. Well, that's what I, I, they would be better having like a, a sort of hostel type arrangement, yeah, or yeah. even I, I suggested at one time a ship sleeping. Bags. How about a ship? I mean, you know, there's, 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 up outside. there's a ship down in, in Docklands, yeah. uh, which I stayed with uh, Craig McKenzie on once. Yeah. Um, when we came down for some meeting at the Mirror, yeah. he booked it because he oh. said, I've always fancied it's staying on a boat. It was bloody awful wasn't it? Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, and also, it was miles away from Canary Wharf. And it was miles away from Canary Wharf as well. <laughs> it was halfway to Stratford, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, um, How inconvenient. But, I mean, you know, you could do something like that and put, yeah. a, put a sort of reasonably small cruise ship-style uh, thing <laughs> yeah. to, 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 to house them all. Yeah, that'd be, be a lot cheaper. Where would you put it? Outside? Just outside the Parliament. <laughs> right there. You would have to go, you would have to party. Oh, no taxi fares, right? You just walk there. This is just crazy. walk the plank and yeah, get yourself into the... Uh, <laughs> it's just more a just great more big it. cruise ship. Yeah. There, yeah. Well, yeah. it couldn't... Could it, I don't think you could get under the Millennium Bridge. Well, maybe it? build it there. Build, that's, that's build even it. better. Even better. Build, build a, a boat, right? Ship. Build a ship <laughs> 40 yards away from a, from a bridge yeah. it can't get under. Yeah, Perfect. why not? Perfect. Well, it doesn't have to go anywhere, does it? But you might as well <laughs> utilise the river instead of building a building. All right, yeah. Right? Well, and you then could just stack a big bunch of porter cabins up on you top could, of each other. Yeah, you know, yeah like or work, some, some uh, what are you, containers. Yeah. You know, but there's any number of ways you could do it, is yes, my point. You could, you could. And it has to be um, more efficient and cheaper than the system they've got now. Because now they're talking about moving it to York, right? Or somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Birmingham, maybe. Yeah. They'd have to build somewhere for them to sit, wouldn't they? And they'd so. all have to yeah. pay to go there because none of them yeah. would live there. Then we'd have the same problem yeah. where they go, oh, I had to buy a second home in York because yes. I actually live in, you know, Tunbridge Wells or something. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't do you work, think all the media are going to move up to York as well? Well, do you remember when they tried to do this with Manchester? Yeah. And the BBC, when they first moved they up there, right? They forced everyone, didn't they? Well... 
I was talking to somebody the other day about this, and when they first moved up, Susanna Reid, when she first moved up to do breakfast, was one of the reasons she left the BBC. Yeah. Because she used to basically want to come back and see her daughter, I think it was, right. who um, was at school in London, West London, somewhere like Wimbledon. Yeah. So she would basically go, every day, she would finish the breakfast show, she would travel by cab to the station, get a train down to London, um, get another cab to pick her daughter up from school, yeah. get home, cook her daughter dinner, see her daughter, get back in another cab, back to the train station and back up north yeah. for the yeah. night, right? Now, which is obviously a very taxing thing, but that was yeah. all paid for by the BBC. Really? You know, which, as you can imagine, was a horrendous amount of money. And they would book guests. You know, Kevin yeah. used to tell me that they would book him to do something on Five Live and they'd train him up to Manchester. For a 10-minute interview? Yeah, for a 10-minute interview because they'd had to do it for Manchester. Madness. It's just ridiculous. Madness. They're in the shit as well, the BBC now, because the, the, the uh, director general's resigned. I saw that. So What's now, that? Well, I think he's saying, he's 68, so he yeah. shouldn't really be there anyway. Um, but he's saying that obviously they've got this whole charter thing going on and it's going to kick off in 2022, supposedly, right. the renewal of the charter. And he's saying that he thinks somebody else should be in charge of that yeah. for the next Steve five years. Shit, right. Yeah. And he's going to be too old. Yeah. Fine. But I think also, he probably doesn't fancy it. I can't imagine it's much fun being head of the BBC at the moment. Just a massive bully. Well, yeah, because they're going to have to change the way it's run. Yeah. They can't possibly keep it going the way it is, can they? The thing that's always puzzled me, I don't know whether I mentioned this before, but <coughs> why, you know, you can watch TV, you have to have a licence, right? Yeah. But you get the radio, you don't have to have a licence. You get the BBC website, True. you don't have to have a licence. Now... All the media in the UK are complaining about how how hard life is mm. having the BBC as this competitor yes. in a wonderful free That's true. resource. Yeah. If you made people pay for the website, mm. then that would level that playing field massively. It would. I mean, you'll know more about this than I do because the, I mean, the lo it's the local media that have been mostly affected yeah. by the local radio stations like, yes. you know, I don't presume there's a BBC, BBC yeah, Suffolk, yeah. BBC yeah, Norfolk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, just get the get our paper each morning yeah. and, and then that's, that's their that's news That's their resource, the yeah. yeah. But then they're probably ripping it off for the website as well. Of course they are. Which people are then going to because it's probably easier to find on Google than yours yeah. and there's no advertising on it, right? Then you've got the whole kind a problem of, uh, of of trying to start a radio station yeah. where there's a local like in Scotland for example Talk 107 I worked yeah. for was never going to make any money as long as BBC Scotland was there it's because really BBC tough. Scotland's effectively the speech station yeah. right and so everybody listens to it so the, in the States they've got NPR haven't they National yeah. Public Radio right and you know, it's on the basis that they will do important but boring stuff mm. you know if it's something needs to be covered and they've got C-SPAN which is the politics yeah TV channels, right. which are owned by all the other networks. So they have the coverage, right. uh, but they don't try and use that to dominate the no. market, which well, the BBC also, does. Also, what they don't do uh, is anything outside of what their remit is, right? So yeah. NPR is very still and straight and, and you know, yeah. very kind of, I mean, it's obviously slightly, you'd probably say it's slightly left of centre in the sense that, you know, it's certainly not right of centre. Yeah. But then you've got loads of commercial speech stations there, yeah. um, which make loads of money yeah. because they can and because they've got a different voice. And because By the way, I, I've never told you this. I hired a car right, in Arizona. Right. right. I was at a conference in Arizona, a uh -huh. Google thing, and I wanted to go and see. There's a very famous house there built by uh, the architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, yeah. Whereabouts so, in Arizona? It's Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. yeah. And the house is about 12 miles from Phoenix, extraordinary place, right in the middle of the desert. Right. If you're ever in I mean, you want Phoenix, to find proper races, you go to America, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But we'll yeah. come back to that. But anyway, so I switched the uh, ignition on yeah. in this car, and the radio pings on. Mm. It was obviously left on by the guy who had right. the last. And I've never heard anything like it. It was pure, hardcore porn. 
Well, on the radio. Oh, on the radio. Really? I couldn't believe it. Right? Who listens to Paul? Mate, honestly, no. It was it was a, <laughs> it was a woman. It was a call-in show. Right. Right. And this and it was a woman right. hosting the call-in show. Yeah. And, and a procession of blokes saying, "This is what I'm doing right now," and leaving absolutely nothing to the imagination. Really? And this is what I did to her last night. Blimey. And she would say, "Next time, what you should do is stick in it. You know, here, sure, there, and everywhere." It was pure hardcore porn. Blimey. And I I couldn't believe it. And right. I went back and I said to this fella, I said, bloody hell, have you not got any regulations around right. the, the airwaves? And they said, yeah, yeah, we have, but that is, that's digital radio, and they right. broadcast it out of Mexico. Oh, really? And they, yeah, and, and they've got, there's a, loads of these radio stations right. coming out of Mexico to the Americans in the southern states. Right. Full of absolute wow. pure porn. Unbelievable. It's amazing. But what, stuff, I, mean, I, still, I still would challenge the idea of what, listening to porn. I mean, I suppose that's how the old dirty phone lines used yeah. to work. Yeah, well, not to too bad and drive. Well, well so you unless you've got one of these sort of Teslas well, with automated well, you steering wheels. Well, you just put it on the speaker, do you? Yeah. It's a bit of an odd thing to do, though, isn't it? But no, yeah. I mean, I had a similar experience, except it wasn't porn. It was Sean Hannity. Because <laughs> I got in a car once at Newark, yeah. and I was driving up to Connecticut to get to my sister's house, and I'd never heard Sean Hannity before. Yeah. And, this, and I put the radio on, the same thing happened. This station started up. Yeah. Oh, I was like, Christ, I mean, he was literally slagging off the yeah. Ayatollah Khomeini yeah, yeah. in some uh, way, shape or form, yeah. but in a way that I didn't think you were allowed to do. Is this when he went on Fox? Before this was before Fox, Fox. Yeah. yeah, this was way before Cause Fox. Because he's now a very, very influential yeah. man on Fox. Well, funnily enough, I haven't seen um, the, the, the show about about Fox News. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Is it Succession? Or oh, oh, yes. Sorry, the uh, the one that's meant to be about Fox News. Yes. And the Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Succession. It's, it's Succession. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Because yeah. I was talking to somebody who has seen it who says, yeah. I've got to see it. Yeah. But it's all about how they pick Sean Hannity right. to be the kind of voice of the station. Yeah, that's right. And they don't really know why because yeah. they look at him and go, but he's on radio. You know, you want this guy. <laughs> and then they turn him into this amazing right. you know host yeah. who is now the top host in the U- in the US by the way i was told by uh, somebody we both know who's very well in with the with the uh, news corp people the right. murdochs that the murdochs who this show is really all about mm. and, and are very clearly portrayed you know very easily right. to identify absolutely love it and it became like required viewing right. with Rupert and it was really? the only thing that brought the family together right. was watching this drama which they paid for right. it was on Fox because they it? actually commissioned it right? I mean, yeah. yeah so but Hannity was, was a real it was a real yeah. kind of eye opener for me and then it would stop suddenly yeah. and then the news came on and the news was brought to you by you know White's dry cleaning from yeah. you know Passaic New Jersey yeah. and yeah. I'm kind of going you can't put adverts on the news but they had the oh, news yeah, sponsors and I think we've got a lot to learn from American sort of, you know, broadcasting in that sense. Because oh. here, I know you might not like it, yeah. but people would like it. And you can't say, oh, well, people shouldn't have what they like. I think it's a great idea to have more commercial speech. But it's very difficult but in this you, country you, what, because of the you BBC. You don't hold back, do you? Of course I do. Do you? Yeah, I do. I have to because we have rules. We have Ofcom rules yeah. about balance. So, I mean, as much as but I... not in normal... Do you have to be balanced generally? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, people can... Well, anyone can complain about anything I say yeah. on the grounds. I mean, I once was had an Ofcom uh, complaint against me because I was talking about the people coming across the boats from um, from Calais, yeah. you know, on these uh, dinghies, you know, these yeah. illegal immigrants coming over from mostly Iran, it seems, right? right? And I said, you know, we don't know who these people are, right? We have no idea. Nobody's checked them. But when they get here, they get sort of basically welcomed. They get given, um, you know, a, a place to go. Yeah. Normally, they, they don't get sent back because we can't send them back. I said, for all I know, some of these people could be cannibals, right? <laughs> now, clearly, 
I was making a point, right? I didn't actually think that they were cannibals. If they survived the, the seahorses the size of Cadillacs... Well, the listen, well, they didn't come by via the Mariana Trench. We'll come back to that. But the point is, is that somebody took that seriously enough to make a complaint to Ofcom, right? They yeah. took months and months to figure out whether it was a, a, a worthy of a, of, a, of a sort of, you know, fine yeah. or something. Eventually, yeah. they cleared me and yeah. said that clearly I was using an example of something to make a point. You know, yeah. I wasn't saying... Effectively, what the complainant basically said... He's saying all Iranians are cannibals. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Just That's the, not what I said. Just the ones I'm that. saying they could be yeah. in the same way that they could be criminals but or they, they could be yeah. anything. But they couldn't be cannibals, though, could they? Why not? Are you saying there are no cannibals? <laughs> I'm not suggesting hey? that. The likelihood is very high. Well, I mean, it seems like an old thing. thing. It seems like an old... You might as well have said, you know, they might all be rock stars. You know, it's like an old thing. To yeah, pluck out of the yeah air. but the point is when you're involved in Pejorative making, making speech yeah. as, a, as, a, as a form yeah. of communication. But they might equally be doctors. They might be. Yeah, but you chose to, you know, target them Yeah, because if the they're doctors, I'm not worried. But if they're cannibals, I want to know. That's yeah. the point. My point is, is that nobody knows what they are or who right. they are yeah. and where they've been, where they've come from. Yeah. All we know is that when they land in Dover, they get given a blanket and yeah. a pat on the back and they get given somewhere to live. <laughs> is that right? That's what happens. <laughs> Well, they don't send them. Right. We've got a law that says we can't send yeah, them back. Yeah, good. Not even to France. Why is it good? Well, I think we should be compassionate to people. What? People who break the law to come here? If they're that desperate. They're not they, that they desperate. They're rich, these people. They're paying money. They're to human. Yes, most of them are paying thousands of pounds to mm. human traffickers who are breaking the law and they're telling these people, don't worry, because when you get to Britain, they won't send you back. But if they're rich, why are they coming over in the first place? Well, God knows, search me, because they don't want to live in Iran, because it's a theocracy run you by sure maniacs. you it's Iran, not Syria, you mean? No, it's Iran they're all coming really? from. Most of them are coming from Iran, yes. Right. And if you lived in Iran, you'd know why. You know, they're not these nice people that are being messed around by Donald Trump. Well, these I, are people that throw homosexuals off buildings and yes. hang them, yeah, no, you know, and shoot their true, own yeah. citizens if they don't like what they say. Yeah. So that's why they're leaving. No, no I mean, I'm not hesitating because I doubt that. You're absolutely right. Mm. It's just that, I just think that, we ought to be a big enough nation to accommodate people. Yeah, but unfortunately, so we're not a big enough nation. That's why it's so busy. You know, we yeah. are quite a small nation. But we. I what mean, makes we, you think they're not stopping in France? Why did which is a much bigger place? Why yeah. don't they stay there? Well, they they want to speak English, don't they? Is that they what it is? They don't, but just like us, they don't they like don't the French. Like, they don't like girls. Don't like the French. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going, lads. We don't like it here. Oh shit! It's France. Listen, keep we've going. Reached, listen, we've reached. We can't keep going now. We've reached the end of another. Well, you're going to have to tell me all about your seahorses and worms. Seahorses and worms coming up next uh, on the next episode. Yeah, yeah there's news, isn't there? There is news. Right, come on, see you later. That's the kind of racism that I worry about, yeah. not about the kind of racism that Meghan Markle who may be claiming that she suffers from. Well, I just can't. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, we are on different places in the spectrum with yeah. that, but the, we completely as one, I think, about yeah. it. It is not about racism. No. It's a re- and, no. and people and it never say was. it's about racism it never was. are making themselves look and sound stupid. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it, it, the idea... How come everybody the, watched the wedding? You know, if it was about racism. Yeah, but it's all, I mean, do these people think that there's some sort of committee of, of, of right-wing national newspapers who meet and say, hang on, wait, have you noticed? We, we can't have this. We've got a black person yeah. in the... Yeah, we can't be having now. this. How are we going mm. to stop that? Mm. I mean, go back and look at all the front pages absolutely celebrating her yeah. when, she, when they got married. What Was that just like a ruse? Well, also look at all <laughs> the stuff that Diana got written about her yeah. when she was around, you know, yeah. and you might say that her treatment was even worse at one time. 
I hired a car in Arizona. Right. I was at a conference in Arizona, uh -huh. a Google thing, and I wanted to go and see. There's a very famous house there built by uh, the architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh yeah. Whereabouts so, in Arizona? It's Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. yeah. And the house is about 12 miles from Phoenix. Extraordinary place, right in the middle of the desert. Right. If you're ever in I mean, you want to find proper races, you go to America, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. come back to that. But anyway, so I switched the uh, ignition on yeah. in this car, and the radio pings on. Mm. It was obviously left on by the guy who had right. it last. And I've never heard anything like it. It was pure hardcore porn. Well, on the radio? On the radio. Really? I couldn't believe it, right? Who listens to porn? Mate, honestly. This is not the day for cliches. Uh, but I for feel sorry. the hand of history on my shoulder. <laughs> for God's sake, mate. You know. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.